0: Welcome to the Sustainability Research Pod, a podcast where you hear about applied research into education and sustainability. This podcast is brought to you by members of the Sustainability Research Group hosted at London South Bank University. This episode is taken from the Sustainability and Climate Action Conference hosted at London South Bank University in January 2021. This episode is a keynote address. Titled In Support of Artisans with Mercato Metropolitano, London's first sustainable and inclusive food market, delivered by Amadeo Claris.
1: Um, Amadeo, uh, welcome to the event. Thank you so much for joining us and being our opening keynote speaker um, for the conference. Um, Your keynote is entitled In Support of Artisans. Um, Obviously, kind of, you know, it's been um, a difficult time for Mercato during the the pandemic. um, And I'm sure there'll be some questions that come up around um, how you've kind of navigated that and kind of moving forward. Um, But for now, um, thanks for joining us. And I'll hand over to you for your keynote.
2: Thank you, thank you, thank you, uh, Neil, and, uh, and, and and thank you for everyone to join uh, for joining this uh, part three of the LSBU uh, sustainability and climate uh, events. Um, uh, I'm Alberto Claris, as uh, Neil was introducing very kindly. I'm the managing director of uh, uh, Mercato Metropolitano, which is the uh, The the London first sustainable and uh, and inclusive uh, uh, food market operator. I will go through uh, later on through uh, and also in in our uh, Q and A session in uh, through what we believe is sustainability at our level and uh, and inclusiveness. Um, Twenty years uh, experience in uh, in in law in my previous career, Um, uh, international finance was part of my. uh, uh, experience of baggage and, uh, and I spent 15 years in, uh, in the structuring and uh, advising and uh, servicing of uh, private equity funds and venture capital uh, um, uh, structures. So why did I leave my my previous career? Uh, I, I left it as I began to understand the, the value of the real economy. Um, one that sees a direct correlation between uh, the, the the efforts of a business, of a grassroots business, and uh, and the benefits accruing to, to to people. Um, and I thought, if I was uh, living my my legal career in the city, as you probably know, you know, a little bit of a lavish lifestyle, sometimes detached from uh, from the rest of humanity, uh, I thought it had to be a, a meaningful uh, career change. So I decided to. To, to follow one of my passions, uh, which is food. Um, my heritage is Italian, and, uh, and, and I always thought that, that food, food in the widest uh, uh, sense of the words, uh, uh, has always been a central activity of, uh, uh, of mankind and, and, and a very important uh, uh, trademark of, uh, uh, of culture. Um, when I started looking at uh, uh, what kind of contribution I could make to uh, uh, what we probably agree it's a, Broken uh, food system. Uh, I realized that n- never before, um, uh, the now our planets and, uh, and 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 those who inhabit it, well, the human beings or, or, or animals, um, have experienced such a complex and uh, and uh, disrupted uh, series of forces that that really threaten our very uh, survival. Uh, in the nineteen uh, sixties, in what is known as the, uh, the first uh, Green Revolution, uh, researchers, policymakers, farmers, and by reflection, uh, uh, citizens, uh, believe that the, uh, uh, the, the, the miracle seeds, um, the, uh, the industrialization of uh, uh, food production and, uh, and the use of uh, carefully designed um, uh, chemicals was an absolute uh, need. Uh, to feed a growing uh, world uh, population. Um, if we fast forward uh, decades by, by, by the 1970s, the, the traditional farming practices uh, and knowledge was uh, replaced by uh, modified seeds, by computerized irrigation, synthetic fertilizers. Who knows that? Of uh, pesticides and uh, and foods really started to become resilient to weather and pests, which in isolation wouldn't necessarily be a, 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 a bad thing. Uh, it would make sense. Um, they also lasted, started to last longer and longer on the supermarket shelves, thanks to the uh, intensive uh, processing uh, of, of foods. Uh, family, family. Farming uh, really started to increase uh, exponentially um, in terms of yields. And in, in fact, if, if we look at uh, uh, cereal production from the 1960s to uh, uh, to the noughties, uh, we we can see that in five decades there's been almost a threefold increase in uh, in yields. It even exceeds uh, our, our, our population growth uh, around the world. However, uh, the, the limitations of the Green Revolution promise uh, became evident in the eighties uh, and nineties when, uh, when the world started to assess the the, the real impact on uh, on environment, on on human health, and uh, and on uh, the, the very objective of the promise, you know, in, in nourishing the, uh, the the growing population. Um, And at the time, there was a very important study from uh, the the World Bank, which concluded that uh, a rapid increase of uh, uh, production, food production, uh, does not necessarily result in uh, in less hunger. In fact, uh, if we we look at today's uh, um, malnutrition distribution, um, we can probably see that more or less half of the world, in in half of the world's population, between 10% and 35%, uh, suffer from some level of uh, malnutrition, and malnutrition is always something that coexists in uh, in undernutrition and and uh, and, uh, uh, and overnutrition. Uh, the, the Green Revolution, uh, one could uh, conclude, didn't necessarily by itself uh, improve uh, uh, nutrition. Um, I don't want to make this a, as a world uh, discussion of uh, um, uh, farming practices and food production. We we we, we could uh, very easily. Uh, I move away from uh, sub-Saharan Africa and, uh, and go to um, uh, uh, come back to the UK, um, when, when we look at statistics, and these are our pre-COVID statistics, we see that one in 20 adults, uh, or, or around about three million people, uh, suffer from, uh, are affected by some level of malnutrition. Um, the, the NHL, the cost that this has on the NHS alone is, is around about 20 billion pounds a year. Um, aside from the cost, the the the, the, um, the intensive farming and the and the widespread use of pesticides um, have all but increased the uh, uh, a number of uh, uh, silent killers. You know, the, the, the spread of uh, non communicable diseases is now reaching uh, uh, by any stretch of imagination uh, epidemic levels. Um, the, the the use of glyphosate uh, alone. Um, what we, we know as a Roundup um, that's proved to have a devastating effect on our, on our, on our human health. Uh, uh, large uh, increase, and in, in, uh, then there's, there's definitely a correlating increase in, uh, uh, in incidence of cancer. Uh, there's, uh, uh, there's, uh, there's, a, there's a widespread uh, increase of uh, celiac uh, diseases. Uh, something that uh, um, I have to say I grew up partly in Switzerland and, uh, and in Italy and that before coming to the UK I'm sorry to say I didn't even know what celiac disease or, or, or gluten tolerance uh, uh, was partly because my uh, my upbringing was um, uh, in, in, the, in the periphery of a, of a small uh, village so almost in the countryside so uh, uh, gluten tolerance is it was something that I learned in the UK, to be honest with you. Um, what's more devastating is that uh, uh, the, the use of chemicals in our, in our foods has also a direct correlation with uh, uh, another uh, uh, another issue that is, is a little bit out of control, which is uh, uh, autism in, uh, in children. The other problem we have um, is the, uh, the, the excessive consumption of uh, animal protein. Um, in which um, it's a very topical issue, and uh, and uh, and it affects different uh, uh, spheres of of life, from from environmental uh, impacts to animal welfare, and to into uh, uh, really human health. Um, the excessive uh, consumption of meat, particularly processed meat, which we seem to eat more and more, particularly in industrialized countries. Um, is undeniably responsible for uh, uh, a number of uh, common non-communicable diseases. Um, uh, in certain cases, uh, things like diabetes and, uh, and uh, 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 heart diseases double when we look at consumption of a processed, over-processed meats against uh, non-processed meats. Our um, nutrition, coupled with a um, more sedentary lifestyle, today's a Zoom lifestyle, um, is also responsible for another uh, uh, very, very important silent killer, which is the, uh, the, the, the widespread obesity around the world. Uh, Britain, uh, the UK, seemed to be uh, um, uh, right in the middle of, uh, of, of, of uh, uh, this, this very important uh, uh, 21st century, uh, issue. Against this um, background, in the UK in the 21st century, um, we're trying to go to Mars, but we haven't managed to address uh, uh, a, 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 and create a viable uh, food resilience. Um, these days, you know, the threats of a, something like a no deal. Brexit No Deal, since she is, uh, down done people's spine, uh, as we realize that um, we might well run out of uh, basic food supplies uh, uh, because we are um, we import over seventy percent of our of our foods. We we, on, uh, we rely on on industrialized production. We uh, w- we have a very uh, um, low biodiversity, and, and I know it's been addressed, and I'm a keen follower of the farming industry, but uh, Regardless of what side we want to take on Brexit, which is beyond the point of this discussion, uh, uh, it seems to me that the UK right now uh, uh, has a, an unprecedented opportunity to build a uh, to start building a very resilient uh, uh, food system and improve uh, biodiversity. Signals from the government, the current government, are uh, 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 tell a very different story for the time being. Um, it's probably soon to. Uh, um, to assess um, the, the, the policies that they are, they are thinking about uh, the importation of a food that doesn't necessarily comply with a very high level of uh, UK standards, but this is a, a, a probably a discussion for uh, uh, for another day. And um, the, the, the food system is so um, over-industrialized and concerned with delivering cheap foods um, that today most of our uh, food stuff that we eat and we find on, on supermarkets it is really in the hands of, a, of a 10 uh, conglomerates and, and, and big companies. Some of them are by all means well-meaning in terms of uh, trying to, to, to build a resilient uh, chain, but the, the great majority of the practices um, are, are focused really on, uh, on providing cheaper and cheaper foods. Uh, cheap food is not necessarily a um, um, a, 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 a solution to, uh, to, to feeding population, because what we are, uh, 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 what we can see that filling foods uh, and, and fast foods um, uh, often has a very, uh, has a hidden cost, so a burger uh, might, might cost 99p on, uh, on the high streets, but the true cost in the long term on our health, on the environmental impacts, you know, the resilience of our food system uh, is probably more likely to be 20, 30 pounds. So we are paying today. We, we are not paying today what we will pay tomorrow in terms of the uh, 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 deterioration of, the, of the, the, the environment in which we live and, and above all, the, uh, uh, the impact of an, on, our, on our human health. Um, I, I, I suspect that it takes a... a a concerted effort between policymakers, policymakers, governments, uh, uh, and businesses, most of all, um, to, to create a, a value chain and remove inefficiencies rather than, uh, than reducing prices. Uh, remove intermediaries when we can, uh, build uh, local capabilities, and, and try to source uh, as much as possible. Uh, uh, From from what we consider to be a zero mile, which in the grand scheme of things may be different than just a mile count, uh, uh, food supply. Um, I argue that uh, a a functioning, sustainable, inclusive uh, and inclusive food value chain uh, requires a a balanced investment, Um, perhaps more importantly the fostering of of artisan. Uh, and uh, and, uh, and traditional skills and trades such as a uh, traditional agriculture, bakery, uh, uh, baking, butchery, fishmongery, uh, which are trades that and trades that have been uh, vanishing uh, among young younger generations over, over the last two, two or three decades. Um, at Mercato Metropolitano, we we, we make our, our contribution um, uh, to the revival of uh, those uh, those skills and uh, and uh, and we we use a modern approach. Um, to uh, to create for, for skill building to to create local uh, uh, capabilities um, uh, to 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 combine vocational trade tra- training of our uh, of our staff and our traders and, and, and their staff uh, with a with a, a basic academic education on what sustainability what 360 degree sustainability means sustainability in terms of a uh, the, 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 the sourcing, the, uh, the transports, the, uh, the manufacturing, and the delivering of foods, uh, uh, as well as a, a, a financial sustainability. We believe that uh, 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 the, the triple, bottle, triple bottom line approach where, where uh, people, planets, and, uh, and profits are considered in a, in, a, in a business operation really holds the key uh, to, 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 to try to fix and, uh, and to address uh, the, the, the broken uh, food chain. Um, I'm not suggesting for a moment that uh, uh, we will feed the, the world population, the growing world population from uh, foot tracks on, or, or, or local markets, but I'm more talking about uh, uh, what we believe is a movement that we are creating. Uh, Movements that uh, uh, sees artisans, producers, farmers, country shoppers, uh, um, uh, working together in 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 trying to revive those uh, trades, those uh, traditional trades uh, that were uh, the very uh, uh, fundamental parts of of a, of a uh, human evolution. Uh, less than a century ago, um, those trades, you know, the, the, the butchery, the fishmongering, the uh, the baking, was uh, was at the very heart of, of our of our local and and uh, national economies. Uh, we can certainly um, create mega factories, but, but by all means to, to, uh, uh, to, to build mobile phones. I would be very surprised if my, my phone or Android was uh, built in Margate. Um, not not that, that that's impossible, but uh, uh, um, I, I, I accept uh, the creation of a certain uh, um, uh, uh, goods in our society, certain things we use in mega factories. But, but a, uh, the production of food, the production and consumption of foods, must necessarily be a, uh, a return and remain at grassroots and, uh, and, uh, and local level. Uh, uh, we uh, require all our traders, uh, uh, as an example, to embrace Uh, The most basic, our most basic value and values and uh, in practices of uh, food sourcing, uh, manufacturing and and delivering. uh, We help them reach out to local farmers, for instance, Uh, perhaps not for everything, but we look at the uh, uh, the, the impact on the environment on a global level, at a local level, if if we want to use a modern term. and we definitely uh, uh, require them to stay away from anything that is over chemical and over uh, processed ingredients. Uh, in the end, the uh, uh, food is the most important thing that uh, we uh, we we w- put in our body. In the most n- important uh, 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 investment we can make in our in in the uh, perpetuation of human life, uh, life on earth. Um, our approach, I believe, represents a win-win-win situation. Uh, uh, it produces a uh, healthier food and adequate foods. Uh, it creates uh, local resilience, uh, skills, uh, and economic growth, uh, and it helps reducing the the, uh, the impact on the environment. Another important aspect of the, of the business model that, that I'm describing and, and, and I've been working on for, for four years together with our... Uh, visionary and, and probably crazy uh, uh, founder and CEO who really believes that uh, artisan uh, are, are key to the uh, revival, to the renaissance of a, of a food in a, in a much better lifestyle. Uh, um, uh, it, it's the, uh, the alignment of interest uh, uh, across the value chain. Uh, one of the main problems that we, we have, particularly in, in big cities where 50% of the, uh, the, the world population now lives, uh it's um it's real estate speculation uh in urban areas uh, uh, often this excludes the uh, uh the presence of a of a artisan whether or they're, they're farmers or, or corner stores or, or daily groceries or, or independent restaurants <clears throat> and replaces them with uh, uh chain businesses with a conglomerates often uh whose uh, uh uh business model is more and more concerned with uh uh, maintaining margins and, uh, and creating uh, uh, cheaper and cheap foods and, and much less uh, focused on, uh, on creating real value and, and real foods. Um, where a landlord or, or the owner of a, of a piece of real estate understands that building a business, particularly in the, in the hospitality and uh, F&B uh, sectors, is a, is a long-term effort uh, and allows that business to, to, to thrive, almost working in a in, partnership, then sustainability and financial viability are more likely than not to be achieved. We approach all our landlords. We have a very healthy pipeline of our deals. Some of them are existing. Some of them are signed up and we are building. Some of them are in discussion. But we require all our landlords to look at the, their return in a different way. We give them an uncapped Uh, uh, share of our global revenues uh, in exchange for uh, affordable rents at the start and for that approach to uh, business that more as a joint venture than uh, as a landlord and tenant uh, relationship. Um, We look at the medium to long term and we also pass on this deal to our traders. Our traders can in very, very little uh, uh, capital requirements to start a business. What we require from them is, as I said, embracing our values, uh, understanding what food production uh, means, and above all commitments, uh, 360 degrees uh, commitments. Um, so far, this has paid uh, incredible dividends. Um, I don't want to brag about uh, our business uh, necessarily not least because this is a very uh, uh, difficult time in, uh, in in our modern history uh, many businesses are faltering many businesses are really struggling to, uh, uh, to to survive and to 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 reap the benefits of uh, years and years of uh, of uh, sacrifices but uh, we uh, we have realized that being an ethical business entrenched with the community uh, uh, Creating alignment of interests, uh, us paid very, very good dividends uh, during this uh, this pandemics. Uh, we have been managing to uh, freeze our markets, close them, and reopen them when uh, when lockdown ends. We have managed to, create, to to maintain the great, great majority, actually almost all our uh, employees and in uh, our traders, although they are suffering, they are micro businesses and they they have the same problem that uh, any other uh, person on earth has these days. Uh, uh, Managing their, their finances, that the reality is we are really providing a great, a great level of support. And, and, and as I said, this is paid dividends. We are ready to, to reopen whenever this lockdown ends, and to continue to uh, 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 really to follow the same approach to, to, to foster artisanship, to, to create skills, to, uh, uh, to align our interests, and to require uh, landowners who are sometimes more and more desperate these days uh, to, to, to look at the longer term. Uh, uh, approach to the business. Uh, there are a couple of myths that uh, um, in preparing this uh, in this small presentation, I uh, um, I, uh, I think thoughts about uh, we encounter in our daily life. One is definitely in the food and beverage industry, one is definitely that uh, 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 cream, selling Coca Cola, selling. Uh, chemical and industrialized products are, are, is an important part of, the, of a business or a food business to succeed. Uh, uh, we have proven a, exactly the opposite. Not least because uh, millennials and uh, and the new generations uh, they are much more interested in the provenance and the traceability of their foods than they are in the uh, 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 you know in the industrialized and uh, and uh, and cheap. Foodstuff they, uh, they they buy from from uh, from supermarkets. Uh, the other myth that um, uh, um, whenever I, I talk to uh, uh, to people, I deliver speeches and I do Q and A answers is that uh, oh yes, but uh, running a business is an incredibly extremely difficult uh, exercise. The reality is uh, business. If we look at business in uh, in the way, unfortunately, that, that the tech industry has. Uh, Uh, developed in the last few years you know creating uh, uh, uh uh clickers users and likes instead of creating value, then yes, it's a very difficult business. Uh, the, the chasing the unicorn status, it's something that uh, very few achieve and the reality is it's only one in a million who probably makes unicorn status. The, 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 the great majority uh, falter. Only 1% of food businesses in, uh, in London, and when I say food businesses, no, no, not only real business, uh, more, uh, brick and mortar businesses, but uh, food businesses as a whole, only 1% Survives uh, the first three years. So um, if we instead look at business and try to, uh, to 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 structure it in a in a more local and resilient way, and we and we look at collaborative efforts and long term views, then then um, business is, is really manageable. Is what we've done uh, 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 expanding as a, as a as a human race. And uh, what we've done uh, until two hundred years ago, probably when, when business owners were creating long-term businesses, generational uh, uh, hand down, rather than uh, uh, get get rich quick schemes. So, what are the takeaways of uh, my uh, this sermon of mine? Uh, uh, I, th- I think one is that uh, um, if we, if we um, as business owners. Um, both a local level and a regional level or a national level, if we um, get much more concerned with uh, authenticity and sustainability, uh, uh, and engage with the local community, not in uh, in uh, happy hours deals and discounts and cheap foods, but in uh, in involving people in uh, in in, in, the, in the food education, and food production, um, then 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 business can can go back to. Uh, uh, being a viable enterprise uh, the other takeaway i i suspect is that if we uh, educate ourselves and i don't pretend to educate people i want people to self-educate and, and understand the importance of this if we educate ourselves to spend a little you know the extra minutes in uh, in learning about uh, the the sustainability the traceability uh, of uh, of what we uh we shop weekly the, the food we, we buy weekly um then then the long-term results in 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 terms of uh, human health, environmental impact, and, uh, and, and business sustainability will be, will be there. And I guess that was the end of uh, my sermon.
1: Thank you so much, um, Amadeo. That's brilliant and fantastic to hear about kind of like um, your thoughts and what makes the model work um, and and the fact that you're ready to go, um, you know, when this, when we're open um, in a safe way. Um, and, and that shows the success of your business model. Um, we've got one question in the Q&A box, but first I just want to kind of like come over to you and say, if you had to sum up, um, just in, in, in kind of like, um, a, a few sentences as to kind of like the, the, the principles of what makes your model so successful, you know, a lot of us have been to Mercato and know about what you do, kind of like, how would you just, how would you summarize it?
2: Well, definitely, uh, uh, there are pillars that, um, we have established, and, uh, and as I said, uh, our founder has spent uh, Andrea Raska spent uh, 30 years uh, around the world in uh, in uh, learning and applying to business. There are pillars that we've established, and uh, 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 and they are necessarily the uh, the authenticity of foods, uh, the, the the creation of local uh, capabilities, uh, the alignment of interests are. Uh, and really the engagement with the community, the resilience, the, 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 the work we do with the community uh, really pays off in terms of our customer loyalty. Customers are, have, particularly in today's uh, 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 business environments, they have a, a shorter and shorter attention span. So the moment you bombard them with uh, uh, brands and logos and social media and slogans, you're just competing for for, for, for um that t- little little uh, time span of their attention what we do instead we we map the local community needs whenever we start a new site we look at what what people are you know the social demographics of the of, uh, of the area, and then we just try to address uh, their requirements rather than push our, our, our business model. And, and if you see our markets, one is different from the other. I mean, the, the pillars are, are there, the sustainability, the traceability, the, the, the absence of a chemical in industrialized products is there. But if you look at what, what people want in different communities, there are different needs.
1: And I know we've spoken and I know when we spoke before, we've spoken a lot about kind of like your passion for the community and the kind of initiatives you do. And I'm kind of going to I'm kind of going to give you uh, give you a chance to talk about some of those in- initiatives because they're brilliant.
2: Yes, yes, we, we have a number of initiatives in fact, um, uh, One of the, um, the most important parts of our business is not necessarily the aggregation of the a, of a few traders. Not something that many businesses these days do, some with more or less success. Uh, what really sets us aside and, uh, and, uh, and makes us uh, the, the, the leaders in, the, in, the, in in community food markets is the initiatives that uh, we, we create for local communities. Initiatives goes from, you know, they go from uh, entertainment. So we, we have grassroots uh, musicians coming to our sites. We have comedians. We have... Uh, uh, orators, we have uh, sustainability experts and so on, but we also look at the social problems. You know, how do we, uh, how do we improve accessibility to foods, which again is not necessarily uh, only linked to cost, to price? How do we uh, look at uh, every year uh, kids in the UK, believe it or not, uh, in certain areas and in, in, in most areas of the UK these days, in the cities uh, uh, outside the school, uh, 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 the, the food voucher system at school in you know, the six weeks between uh, 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 during the summer, they 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 they, they struggle to put three meals together on the table. So instead of uh, uh, we have uh, our real estate a certain hour and the day is is empty, uh, like like many other uh, uh, food places. So we we use that real estate to host kids creating activity for them, creating summer camps. Uh, not creating food banks. We don't believe in food banks. We believe that uh, food is a dignified uh, uh, right, is a is a, a human right, is an absolute human right enshrined in, in international law. Uh, and, and instead of uh, handing out food to to to, to kids who, who require or need it, we invite them to spend an hour, two hours in our in our site to to do some some social activities some some uh, uh, Group working, and and by the way, eat with us. They 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 spend time eating with us, and we destigmatize the. Uh, you know, we can afford food, and you can't. Therefore, that's why you're here. Uh, again, that's that's has paid amazing dividends uh, uh, in terms of uh,
1: um, how we are perceived as a business, as a social business, rather than just as a for-profit organization. Fantastic. And like you said, you have said before, it's all about community and kind of like going out there and kind of like breaking down those barriers. And, you know, you've got yourself um, organising initiatives like this. You've got people like um, Mark at Rashford kind of campaigning for school lunches. And this is all very topical. And we've all seen the the images of the government's, quite frankly, shocking attempt at providing lunches. What's your take on, the, on where the responsibility lies?
2: Uh, 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 look, I think um, depending on uh, uh, who you talk to, I mean, if you talk to policymakers, it's, uh, it's absolute policy. If you talk to lobbying groups, it's absolutely lobbying uh, for change. If you talk to uh, uh, mega farms, it's absolute mechanization and, uh, and, and, and better production of cheap foods. Uh, if you talk to is it's, it's, it's about artisanship. And I, and I believe it's a, it's a combination, it's a, it's a concerted effort, it's, a, it's an education before we think about the, the, the economic aspect of providing affordable foods, accessible foods. I think we need to look at what contribution, starting at grassroots level, we can make. So uh, part of our quest is to create and perpetuate our movements of bringing people together not only for the financial return, but also for the social impact of a of our actions, and, and when you do that, when you couple uh, business and, and financial return with a, with, a, with a quest to create uh, 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 capabilities in the local community, then all of a sudden you you are less and less reliant on uh, on subsidies because there's always someone who's willing to contribute something. We have people, and with that, I remember two years ago we are uh, uh, almost as a as a, an experiment during our, our annual. Um, sustainability events that, that we create which is a bash of our you know local community coming in and uh, an international people dedicating their time to our course uh, we we went out for we decided to run a a, a disco soup I don't know if you, if you guys know what what disco soup is is a an international movement where um, the organization gets, uh, local uh, volunteers who come and uh, peel potatoes and uh, and go around supermarkets to get wonky vegetables and so on, and then two or three chefs uh, create a uh, a meal for the community. W- you can look it on uh, on uh, on on uh, uh, national press. We were the biggest. Uh, uh, we managed to put together the biggest uh, uh, disco soup in the UK. We had a thousand people coming over to help to cook, to go around supermarkets, and, and to provide a meal to the community. Now, that's an isolated event, but I think the the message is we can do that, not necessarily only with uh, uh, looking at the economic aspects of it or what the policy aspects of it. So the policy, we know that takes human uh, uh, effort to be... Uh, 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 role that to be developed to be applied. So policy is important uh, the economics are important but I having education and engagement with your local community uh, it,
1: it's, it's much more important to achieve to achieve food sustainability. Thank you, and we have a colleague, a comment from Glenn in the chat box that says, "I fully support Amadeo's approach, but when you see the volume of food currently consumed by the population, there is clearly a need for a cultural change." Um, could Amadeo say more about the role of education in bring about bringing about the changes needed?
2: Yeah, the, I, I, again, this is probably a, a, a topic. Thank you for the uh, for the question. Very very uh, interesting. This is probably a a, a topic for. Uh, a, a, a 10 days discussion uh, no, no, not a 10 minutes uh, what's important i mean there, there, there are um, there, there are very key aspects on uh, on education one is definitely overconsumption. Uh, we in, in in certain parts of the world we, we waste 50 percent of what we buy uh, in, in supermarkets and that's something that uh, per se if we manage to educate people on our, on, on better choices in their spending patterns and uh, uh, and also businesses in uh, in uh, in moving away from that, you know, pay pay for one and we'll give you seven of which three and a half you throw away. That that would be definitely a, a good starting point. The other, as I was mentioning during my presentation, is the uh, uh, the, the uh, uh, overconsumption of the animal protein. We all know that uh, animal husbandry around the world is probably contributing. Uh, uh, 30 to 40% of, uh, of uh, greenhouse, uh, greenhouse gas emissions and, uh, and depletion of, uh, of, of natural resources. Um, the, there is definitely an argument for uh, lab-grown meats. I personally don't embrace it. Uh, I don't necessarily want to discard it today at the very infancy. Uh, but I think before we start creating uh, fake foods, we, we need to necessarily address how we... Uh, consume foods, and, and again, building resilience in a, in a, in, in a local farming farm, farm industry, national farming industry, uh, starting to look at uh, a different type of protein, starting to, to grow more pulses, which is something that hopefully we will be moving to in the UK. That's definitely another uh, piece of the answer. But we can go on thread In terms of education, I think that we, we've lost the interest and the, and the involvement in foods. Uh, We look at some of our kids who come for when when we're open, you know, outside before COVID, who who used to come for basic food education and and talking about uh, uh, kids in elementary and uh, middle schools, uh, some of them, you know, the typical, I don't know that uh, ketchup is made of tomato, a fruit that grows on land. I don't know that bacon is part of of an animal. So uh, we definitely lost touch. Uh, with the with with most important part of our of human development, foods.
1: Thank you. Yeah, And uh, my, colleague, my co-organizer, Jaya, completely agree with Amadeo's point on faux food versus real food education. You know, And I think there's something that will come up later and throughout, um, throughout some of the sessions later today. Um, Paul asks, and during lockdown, we saw a shift towards sustainability and the environment. Do you feel this will continue? I fear this will f- be forgotten as time passes.
2: I I, I don't believe that. Tragedies, um, and by all means, I think this 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 uh, COVID is a tragedy on uh, uh, at many levels. I don't believe that tragedies live in a vacuum, uh, live in isolation. You know, they come and go. Um, eventually, uh, we will manage. Um, I have no doubts that you know resilience of uh, uh, mankind will manage to get rid of or at least contain <clears throat> the effects of uh, uh, COVID and 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 other pandemics for which we don't have a vaccine. Um, But I also believe that uh, uh, the same thing as it happened after the collapse of the financial uh, 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 system, with the the collapse of Lehman Brothers, as the epitome of of that uh, broken system, um, it didn't collapse in a vacuum. It left behind some legacies and some uh, uh, important changes in the way we, uh, we approach business. I suspect that uh, spending the best parts of the year, uh, and when it comes to March now, we spent a year in and out in lockdowns around the world, uh, we had time to think about what's important in terms of, uh, of uh, sustainability and social impacts. Um, uh, I don't think personally that uh, we will be uh, fixing all our problems tomorrow. Uh, we will definitely have a memory of what uh, 2020 meant for mankind and uh and if we are if we are clever in uh uh again educating ourselves you know move away from your your uh, uh twitter or, or instagram just to look at uh uh, the latest phone and so on, if we, if we start getting more interested in, uh, in what sustainability means, and with the help of the uh, uh, educational institutions, uh, uh, w- w- which are also struggling for survival, if we, uh, if we take that concerted effort, I don't believe that we will forget it. Uh, we will definitely have challenges, we will definitely need to think about uh, the politicians we, uh, we put on power, um, that we will definitely have some history to remember and some lessons that we would have learned.
1: Thank you. Um, concerted effort, willingness, and actually taking a step back and, and thinking about the future rather than instant gratification, I guess is what, what we're saying. With Absolutely. With, absolutely. Yeah, perfect. Um, Audrey, who is um, giving a talk uh, shortly after yours, um, it, uh, says, um, how do you think Brexit will affect your business?
2: Ooh, that's another 10 days conversation. (laughs) How do I think Brexit affects our business? I mean, uh, uh, you know, up until two weeks ago, no one knew how Brexit would affect the business. Um, I would be lying if I say that we spent a huge amount of time thinking about Brexit because we haven't. Uh, uh, Brexit is just another... uh, uh, uh daily issue we have to deal with um we've always been in terms of our business we, we've always been reliant on our local capabilities we are uh, we employ the great majority of the uh, of our staff uh from local level people who are, who are living here they're resident here we are uh, we try to source as much as we can uh, uh from local farmers from local producers so um i thankful in a way that we didn't go for a uh, no deal Brexit. What this deal means, we still don't know. So I think it's very soon to, 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 to even uh, uh, quantify how we will affect our business. And we're definitely not gonna spend the hundreds of thousands of uh, pounds that other businesses who spend in consultants who are, are, are legiferating or, or, or imagining what, what the impacts would be. I think if we continue to look at uh, business from a uh, nimble and resilient uh, uh, enterprise and then continue to work with the local communities, Brexit's become just another piece of bureaucracy we have to deal with. And I hope as hell that uh, future uh, uh, governments, uh, whatever whatever they are, left or right, I don't believe in partisan politics, but future governments will... uh, look at the effects of uh, brexit whether whether it's a good effect or bad I'm, I'm, I'm not I'm not judging for the same thing but they will assess that and rather than insisting on the course of action that uh, may be detrimental they just go back to the uh, drawing board and start again negotiating because the best uh, uh, and, and if they do that on a, on a uh, big table at mercato over some amazing foods uh, I always say that no wars, I've ever been thoughts uh, uh, at the table, maybe after the table, but eating together is is definitely one of the things that we should do more and more, rather than uh, uh, fueling that that gig economy of uh, the 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 amazing burger on your sofa by yourself. Come down to the market and talk to uh, uh and talk to, to to people to your to your
1: peers. Fantastic bit of advice and a fantastic plug for Mercato there. <laughs> um, and I just love your calmness. You know, you're kind of like, you, you just deal with things kind of as they happen. You know, there's that, that, that kind of like oozes from you, that, that kind of like quite logical, very calm approach to these, to these in- issues.
2: But, but why panic? Why panic? And panicking is uh, if, if you're out in the ocean and you, and you fall overboard and, you're, and, you, and you start panicking, you will definitely drown. Yeah, so what I uh, advise to all our traders and, uh, and people who ask for, for, for business advice, I don't necessarily have uh, uh, magic wand to give them, but uh, my advice is keep swimming. Uh, don't panic, keep swimming. You might die eventually, you might drown in any, in any event, but why drowning, when, when he giving up and drowning immediately? Keep swimming and uh, chances are that someone will notice you.
1: <laughs> That's a, thank you. That's brilliant advice. Keep swimming. Um, we have um, uh, just one well, final question from Barbara. Um, really enjoyed this presentation. I fully support a return to artisan foods, but I'm conscious that for people on lower incomes, artisan can feel a bit beyond the reach of their available food budget. How mm-hmm. best do you think we can make artisan foods accessible to everyone and promote a culture where there is no perceived divide between artisan and say the products in mainstream media Super, uh, mainstream supermarkets, food outlet chains where people have become so used to shopping.
2: Thank you, Barbara. Again, again you know, no, these are all things that, that would require uh, uh, much longer to, to, uh, to address. Uh, I, I think that, again, if we go back to, to, to the cost of foods, I don't think we are paying for uh, the, the proper price for foods. Um, if we, whenever we bring that um, parallel between artisans, you know, people who are at are local level uh, uh, making a business and, uh, and uh, providing for their communities and their family, when we compare them with uh, what supermarkets in, in uh, all around the world, and shopping centers have, uh, have ended up uh, since the, uh, uh, the, 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 their creation. Today, if you look at supermarkets, uh, you need to ask yourself not why you should pay uh, two pounds fifty for a loaf of breads of, of a good bread made with a with a with a, a, a non hybrid flowers with a with a, a traditional flowers rather than a, a, a piece of foam that uh, uh, costs seventy p uh, in the supermarkets. Uh, so you should ask yourself why are we paying seventy p for a loaf of breads? Um, you should ask yourself what is the the uh, the effect of that cheap food on our on our uh, uh, future life. Um, I think it's uh, it's not about th- th- there's a spectrum. Uh, there's uh, living be- 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 below the poverty line, which is not addressable in my view with cheap foods. Any any cheap foods, however cheap the food is. Uh, it doesn't address someone who lives uh, uh, with less than one or two or three pounds a day. That's a different social issue. It's something that we need to think very carefully. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't think I have an answer, whether it's a, it's a universal income, whether it's, a, 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 again, concerted efforts. Uh, so that's not necessarily only a question of price. We need, we need to just educate ourselves in, uh, in deciding where we want to spend our money. We definitely have more disposable income than we had in the in the 20s and 30s and 40s, uh, we just decide to spend it on, our, on, on other things. We decide to spend it on our, you know, the latest car, on, our, on a phone that costs you the best part of a thousand pounds these days, and you probably change it once a year, some of us twice a year, uh, and we use only 3% of the functionality of that phone anyway. Uh, so whenever we, uh, we think about that, uh, we need to think, why don't we uh, go back to, again, educating people looking at local capability understanding the, the, the importance of foods and decided to spend more of our disposable income uh, on uh, on good foods because you will pay important dividends in the future the the, the, the the social issues that we have the living beyond the poverty line as I said at mercato we don't necessarily uh, make people pay for, for for food when they can't afford it at the same time we don't perpetuate the uh, the food bank approach, which is only uh, relevant in 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 uh, catastrophes, in in uh, earthquakes, in tsunamis, in a, in a modern society, in, a, in an industrialized society, where we have uh, cities and parts of the cities where on one corner we have multi-billion-pound businesses, and then on the other parts of, a, of, of the of the city we had uh, 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 malnutrition, obesity, and undernutrition in the same in the same uh, real estate. Uh, I think we need to think about how we spend our money and educate people on the importance of uh, paying the right price for foods and the right price is not um, it's not necessarily linked to quality, the right price is linked to uh, removing intermediaries, removing inefficiencies, removing uh, an industry uh, like the supermarket industry that is uh, uh, a controlled by big money, by big capital, with no understanding of the food, food value, with no understanding of the fact that uh, uh, the, the price wars we have seen in the last 10 to 15 years of our, of our main supermarkets have driven down value for everyone, including themselves. They're putting themselves out of business, uh, but they definitely put farmers out of business. They definitely short, short-changed uh, um, uh, uh, consumers. And, uh, and we're not better off. So, yes, we have cheap foods, but um, uh, that, that it hasn't addressed the, the very social problems we are trying to address uh, malnutrition, obesity, non communicable diseases, uh, and, and also isolation. If we look at Mercato as a model, uh, we, we insist on people eating together rather than, uh, rather than uh, using the uh, delivery services at home. In fact, uh, uh, other than now, I mean, now it's a necessity to have some level of delivery system. But before the, uh, the, the COVID, we had banned the, the, the various deliveries and Uber Eats and so on from collecting foods. We insist on in people coming down and spending time together, uh, uh, not necessarily only in our markets, go down to your local pub and give them some some uh, lifeline of a business of a, uh, uh, that, that they, they now more than ever require.
1: Thank you. Amado, that's all we've got time for. I think what we've established is we've definitely got more scope to work on more events together and cover a lot more topics in the future. Thank you so much for joining us Thank this you. morning and for your time.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of the Sustainability Research Pod. This is one of a series of podcasts where members of the Sustainability Research Group hosted at London South Bank University share their work and work with others in the sustainability field. Please share and subscribe to wherever you find your podcasts to automatically receive more episodes.